Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Funny. Talk Recorded live. Welcome to the John and Paul radio show. Brought to you by AdventuresInMinistry.com. Right there at the website. Check that out. AdventuresInMinistry.com. All the resources. The and the podcast, and of course, the AIM series. Check that out. And the, the conference, AIMCON. Um, don't want to forget about that. I had a big bad meeting yesterday, it was pretty awesome. And um, hanging out with my boys, uh, including my other boy, John Podine. John, what's up, man? Man, Paul, what is going on? I just got to tell everybody I am feeling good right now. And so, this show may be done under the influence, but that's okay. Well, it sure wouldn't be the first time one of us has been <laughs> That is true. Doing a podcast. So, uh, Doing a podcast is pretty cool. Yeah, you'll be fine. You'll be fine. Yeah, drink a lot of water. Right. Out. <laughs> it'll be all good. It'll be all good. Yeah, well, we had a big day yesterday, um, we, you know, with our, our, our board meeting and for all things adventures in ministry. We talked uh, a lot about the, the conference this next summer and also, uh, uh, some new stuff going to be coming around and be able to talk about a lot. Of course, the AIM series and some other things, too. So, a lot of exciting things happening right now. A lot of exciting things, Paul. I mean, I wish, and we can't give all of our secrets away about mm-hmm. um, what we talked about yesterday, but, oh, I'm so excited about what, what we're looking at doing and improving AIMCON and even more. It's going to be great. It's going to be great. Any time you take the show on the road, it's always a good day. Oh yes, you gave a little you gave a little clue there, huh? Not a little something something. Absolutely. Well, hey, uh, we have a, a lot of things to talk about today. Um, so I want to go ahead and get started, and, um, and sort of give you a, a breakdown of what exactly will be discussed today. First of all, we'll start off talking about our ministry topic for the day, which is uh, being a part of relational ministry and what that means, what it's about. Um, then we're going to, John, the resource for the day, we're going to talk about and introduce a new, um, a new sports app that will um, a little more interactive, and we'll talk about that in a little bit, and then, of course, we'll get it, and that'll lead into our sports segment. So you want to sort of lead us off on our relational ministry topic for the day? Well, Paul, you know, um, when we've been talking about all of our things that we're doing with ministry, it's funny, you know, especially last week when we were having uh, – we had Brad, uh, Brian Starin on. We had um, uh, Tyler Bradfield on. And it's funny, we had this great conversation and had this uh, fabulous podcast. Um, but the biggest reason why is because um, it is relations and having these this ministry that is more – um, than just coming to church on Sundays and Wednesdays and kind of sitting in a pew, but you know it's about building relations and with each other. Yeah, well, it's it's about yeah it's about the conversation that we have and um and like I said, it's um there's a lot of things we talk about here and a lot of things that we use uh, conceptually that we think that really um, benefit 
uh, our ministry. But to be honest, and, and you hit it right, that it all comes down to the conversation we have with people. And um, and that really is a big deal. So, so I think there's a, an opportunity here to make a list of, um, of things that um, make our ministry more relational when it comes to um, having that, that personal touch in that. You know, Paul, I was sitting in class this week, and, and for those who don't know, I teach mainly freshman, sophomore Bible classes here at Faulkner, and, and of course, it's a new semester, so I'm teaching the life of Christ, and as we're sitting in there, um, we were talking about that we were in Jesus' Sermon on the Mount in Matthew 5, and it's talking about how, you know, you're to be the light of the world, the salt of the earth, and I said that's more than just, hey, we're going through the motions, you know, Jesus expects us to have these examples and have these relationships with these people and and not to ruin our influence that we have. And so that's why when we're talking about a subject like this, having these relations are vital import, of vital importance when it comes to ministry. Definitely. Um, and I think um, the, the first thing that probably needs to be said when it goes into that is the fact that um, people are more important than programs. Absolutely. People are definitely more important than programs. It seems like when you're you're new to town and you're looking for a place to worship, you know you look at what what activities they have going on, what the calendar looks like. But to be honest, John, I'm more impressed by the people and what they say to me and how they they greet me. Yeah, I think. Oh, absolutely. I know. You know, when I first moved here, um, you know, if you've ever been to Montgomery before, which I believe every you know a lot of people that are listening to this, you come around this area or you went to school here. You know, as well as I do, there are tons of churches around this area to choose from, and the biggest reason we chose where we go at university is because of the relations that we have, you know, that that um, the relationship that you and I share, the relationship that, that Caitlin and you share, um, and, you know, and with the kids in the youth group. And, yeah, it was more than a program. It was about, you know, these are the people that we like. This is kind of family, and so this is where we're going. Well, and, and the fact is, a lot of people, and this is a main fact, you cannot get around it, people are driven by the numbers. They are driven yes, they are. by the numbers. And, um, and you, but you, you minister to those who are there, not to those who are not. And I think that's a big part of it as well. Well, and I like what Brett had to say in our, in our chat room right now. He just said, ministry of any kind is founded on relationships. And that's absolutely that's the case. When you look at what Jesus did and how he interacted with people, even his own disciples, you know, it comes down to relationships. And you have yeah, but people that that were following here's him. The thing, here's the thing, though, with that. Um, you know, you can't minister to everybody, though. You You're know, correct. Specifically, let's get to the, the youth minister, the family minister, the involvement, the pulpit guy. You know, you, you know a congregation pays these guys a salary, and, and you expect certain things. But you can't make a person connect with everyone, you know. But that's right. where... Um, training leaders and, and our, our volunteer workers and, and getting other people involved. I think that's a big deal, too. Well, and I think that's, I think you would lead right on to something I guess I would add as putting onto the list is that you can't save everyone and that Christianity mm-hmm. needs the relationships that you build, like you said, with other people and the, and the leaders. So, you know, let's take a youth ministry like what you have, Paul. If you got, what do you got, 60 kids between 7th and 12th grade? You know, mm-hmm. let's be honest, to try to get into everyday lives and then the visitors they're bringing, that's tough on one person to do that. And mm-hmm. then if you look at ministry as the big thing, 
you know, that's why we got to be praying for our elders, you know, um, mm-hmm. to do all of these things. Because, I mean, they're shepherding, you know, a church like of university size, six, seven hundred people. That's tough. And you can't do it by yourself. And so, we're, you know, you've got to have these relationships because that's how you interact. That's how the world inter- interacts with each other. Oh, absolutely. And um, <clears throat> sort of getting back to the minister aspect of things, you know, what helps me is having good interns around and uh, my deacons and, um, and, and parents, uh, parents that get involved, you know, and that's what makes any youth ministry worth as weight, a family ministry, and getting other people involved in what you do. Because it's a good chance you're not going to connect with everybody, but it's a right. even better chance that those around you will help you uh, meet that. Absolutely. You know, it's kind of like the hill. You know, you got a hill, and as a minister, I'm running around that hill making sure all the kids are up on top of that hill. I don't want them to fall. Those that do, you know, you kind of create that that um, that encompassing fringe area, which is the fringe kids. You have to go down there and find them. And, and if you can't bring them back, you can find somebody that can. And so I think that's something, the, the team concept of it all, which takes it to that family ministry aspect. Oh, that is absolutely correct because – you know, when you build that, that's just how – that's how I believe Jesus intended us. When he says go into the world and make disciples, he's not meaning it. You've got this one full-time guy over here that's doing all of this stuff, and everybody kind of falls in line. I think he's meaning all of us to be a part right. of all of that and to have this team relationship where you can go. Because, Paul, you know, there are going to be some kids that you can reach that I can't reach. Or there's going to be people mm-hmm. that you can that I can reach that you can't, and it works vice versa, and and that's kind of what God has in store for us. When Paul says, "I want you to become basically a living gospel in how you live," it's because they're going to we're going to run into people on our journey of life that, you know, we may not ever understand what they're going through, but there may be somebody in that church or somebody in that youth group or somebody in your ministry team that do that does understand. Oh, absolutely. And I think the model that Paul gives to us in First uh, Corinthians 11 tells us specifically about being like Christ. You know, again, yes. um, Philippians 2, 5, let's not be new. He tells us specifically that's what you aspire to be, and if you're working towards that, I think everything else is going to fall right in line. Oh, I absolutely. I, you know, I like what Brad has to sit in here, and he, and he says we're like all Christians are ministers. And, and then he says he follows that up by that's the beauty of the church. Absolutely. That is absolutely, I think, the way God intended it. And, and, you know, when you look at the first church, man, you had people who were rich. You had people who were poor. You had people who were in leadership roles in in the Roman world. You had people who were uh, evangelists. You had people that were just coming around and helping everybody. And that's that's how the beauty of what Christianity is supposed to be. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, so uh, if you're developing a relational style of ministry, what sort of things – um, aspects that you have. I think um, I got a few I'm going to start here with, and you can just follow along uh, with your thoughts too. Um, the first one I come up with is um, understand the power of presence. Understand Ooh. the power of presence, which is, you know, you don't have to do a lot. You just got to be there. And, um, right. and John, you don't have to be there all the time, but make sure you're there for the important stuff. Yes. I, I think you're right, Paul. There's nothing you know as well as I do. There's nothing that can be said more. Of course, we're speaking on youth ministry side with some of these things and most of the things that we're talking about is mm-hmm. when you show up. I know when you come and you show up to that basketball game, 
that you got mm-hmm. two or three girls out there playing or guys mm-hmm. playing after that, and you're just you're just there. Yeah. And it's just something about wow, that person cared enough about me, and it builds that um, camaraderie there. Absolutely, yeah. you can't beat that presence. Now, also in developing this relational style of ministry, there's also something else that I think all of us need to get better at, especially when you're having that one-on-one trying to create that connection. And this is crazy, but how about um, ask strategic questions? Mm. You know, let me tell you what I mean by that. Um, a lot. I will, I will see a kid. I'll say, how's it going? They're like, good. All right. That's one word answer. That is not a strategic question. Um, but I'm reminded when I was a, sc- a student at Faulkner, this goes back a long ways, when Dr. Zach Zorn was actually one of my teachers um, in a Bible class, and he actually told us to turn around and look out the window and look out to the, to the sky and look at the clouds and tell me, what are three things you found in the sky? Notice, he didn't say, tell me what it looks like. You know, a bunch mm-hmm. of You know, he says, give me three things. It makes things turn into, it creates a conversation. You know, ask questions like, um, tell me one awesome thing that happened to you today. Or, or tell me something that happened to you at school today. Just give me something. Give me something wrong. Lainey, I asked Lainey that every day. I picked her up. What happened at school today? And she's like, well, I took a test, I guess. Da, 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 da. And I said, well, tell me something unusual, something out of the ordinary, something random. And, of course, she'll give me that look like, what do you know? He's <laughs> like, have you talked to somebody? You know, I'm just trying to get deep into the day because every day seems the same to her, but you have to ask questions to get to say more than a one-syllable answer. Yes, and, and that's the thing, Paul. Is and I guess I would I would add it as a, um, I, I guess this would be part of. I don't know if we could get this a second, a se- another separate um, category with it, but it, I think it ties in what you're saying is make sure you listen with asking those strategic questions is make sure you're listening because people have different views. You know, like you're sitting here talking about um, um, Jack Zorn asking you what colors the sky, you know, or attributes of the sky and everything. People are going to have different answers for yeah. it. And part of this relationship is not saying, oh, I've always, I've got it all. You know, it's also about building and being willing to listen to other people. It doesn't mean you've got to agree with everything that is said. I mean, you and I, when we go out, I mean, sometimes you ask me what the sky is, and I say it's purple because, you know, I'm on medication right now. And you're like, well, John, we know that's not true, but, you you know, we go with it. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Um, I think another aspect of all of it is, is just being real, being transparent. But transparency, John, can be very risky at the same time. So there's an even balance you yeah. have to figure out. Yes. I, I think you are exactly right. But I love what you're saying, though, is about being transparent because, Paul, you know, when we're not, uh, people can tell. Yeah. P- people can Absolutely tell right. when, when you put a front up and, you know, about being seen and everything else like this. It, you People can tell. And people want a genuine relationship with people. That's absolutely right. Yeah, for sure. And I've known situations where some guys, they will tell their deepest and darkest sin ever, you know, sins that they've asked for forgiveness of. I don't think you need to tell anybody everything. Give them something. But but let's not tell these kids that, that um, you know, look what happened. I did the worst sin ever, and I'd like for you to know that you could do that too. Yeah, that's not the message we're sending. The message right. we're sending is, you know, give them a little bit to say, I'm human. I'm not perfect, but I'm here. 
and what can I do to help you? You know, experience is a great teacher. Uh, absolutely, it's a great teacher. And that kind of is what I was meaning before and tying in it. A lot of us have experiences that other people don't have. And not mm-hmm. that we're ever giving people license to go and giving them permission to go, hey, go do this, you know, go live this way. You know, that's not that's not what we're saying in all those. And so, yeah. uh, but you do learn from those things. That's true. That's right. Um so. Well, another thing, I, we've spent some time on this. i got one more thing I want to share, and that, that's the fact of being available. I think uh, being available is a big deal. Um, but at the same time, don't be too available. You know, <laughs> you don't want to be there all 24-7, here I am. Uh, but you do need to know that, that uh, they need, if they need you, you're there. Um, you know, I'm not saying uh, answer texts in two seconds, although that, I kind of do that. Maybe sometimes I, I am too available. But um, they need to know when they need you, the kids, the church members, um, your family. Everybody involved, they need to know that when they need you, you're there. Yes, absolutely, and that and that they have your full attention. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. You don't you don't want that because if everybody starts talking and and you're really not there, or you're on your phone or you're looking out the window, then you're really not helping the situation. That's true. That's true. So basically, when you're mentioning you're in this ministry with this kid or student or um you know adult that you're you're ministering to just let them know that you care for them you love them what can you do for them uh but at the same time communicate that you know in some cases i understand what you're going through not all cases and that's usually the wrong thing to say i know what you're talking about no you don't but just say what can i do for you you know yes other than prayer that's there what can and, i do and for no, you that really and, is it Yes, and I, and and Paul, you you opened something in my head when when you said that, and that really needs to be said. You know, don't act like you got all the answers. Mm-hmm. You know that you that you think you got all all the answers. A big thing in in the relational ministry is okay. It's okay to say I don't understand what you're going through. I, I I'm I'm sorry that you are, and sometimes I just need somebody there just to hug and to listen to. And sometimes it's not even saying anything back. It's just just be there, be there, listen, right. hug. Yes, absolutely. Well, you got any other thoughts? Uh, anything else to go with the relational ministry part of our? Show? I think we I think we nailed that one pretty pretty good in there. It, it's just you know, uh, I, I think that's the way we need to. Our churches could do a lot of good, and, and that's why I think you see some of the things that people are trying to do with churches. You know, having your fellowship meals, having um, Bible studies at, at night, and doing some different things. You know, it's because you're trying to build those relations. And especially in this day and age, relationships and finding genuine relationships are vital importance to ministry. Um, it's and it's it's right there next to you know nothing can sub- substitute the word of God, but it's right, right down there, right. right next to it. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, well, um, getting into the next part of it, you know, every week we try to. Um, Obviously, have a ministry discussion of something that can help our ministry, but also um, share uh, a resource, a resource that we think would be kind of cool to do a call. And in this case, this resource may not be the best thing for ministry per se, but, John, I've, I've tripped up upon a really, really awesome opportunity that I just got to share with folks. Yes, please do. And and I will actually argue that I think it can help your ministry, and I'll tell you why after. Oh, after you tell. I love it so much. Okay. 
that's very very relational of you there, uh, John. You like that, don't you? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, so here's the deal. Someone actually just sent me a text saying, uh, explain these crazy emails. I'm explaining them right now. Um, I, I'm a youth minister, and almost every kid in my youth group is playing Pokemon Go. Um, they have been playing it crazy since the summer. I guess towards the end of the summer is when it really launched, I, I'm assuming, because that's when my, my kids started going crazy, um, running to different locations on campus and around the church building. What are you doing? Uh, Pokemon Go has over a billion downloads. Um, that's insane, okay? That's very um, much insane. Yeah, yeah. Now, this, this doesn't just mean um, a cell phone. It means all smartphones. It means all tablets. Um, and it means maybe they've lost them or got new phones and stuff and downloaded them again. Um, but it's a crazy amount of downloads. Well, we have found a Pokemon Go for the sports fan. Ooh. Pokemon Go for the sports fan. Now, what this does is, and, and there is material on this, and I'm going to tell you right now, uh, if you are interested in this, send me an email at psps at paulsperlin.com, and I will send you the material that I have on this. And, and I've done some research on this, and um, and I, I wasn't a believer, John. At first I thought, oh, what's this about? But I've looked at it, and this is a great opportunity to get on the ground floor of a, of a great thing. This is going to be similar to that of um, Candy Crush, all right? Candy Crush, oh, and, I, and, I, I, and I hate saying this. I say similar. That was wrong. Uh, candy Crush, I get it. If you send me a Candy Crush invitation, I'm going to tell you, I love you, but I'm going to delete that in two seconds. I just don't do it. It's not my thing. I don't sit down um, from day to day and between this and that and in class or whatever, just sitting by Candy Crush. I just don't do it. It's not my thing. This right here, this app, put out by what's called United Games. And you can go to unitedgames.com and uh, check out a little more about this. United Games, they're putting out, they're launching an app, uh, I believe it's for the first part of October. So it's not even out yet. And there's a lot of money that's already been put in this. And I'm not asking you to put money into this, but what I'm asking you to do is just check it out. Um, what it is is once it launches, it's a free app, you basically uh, engage yourself and pick your um, your favorite teams. There's two things this app will, will um, ultimately get rid of. Number one, and a lot of you gonna hate hearing this, it really is going to take the place of fantasy sports. Oh, I really think I, – I know. I, I play fantasy sports, so I, I see what you're saying. And maybe you can still do both, but I'll tell you, here's the deal. When you play fantasy sports, you um, have uh, t- players on your team. I play fantasy football right now, NFL football. Uh, I've got people. I, I'm a Carolina Panthers fan. Um, I've got a couple of Carolina Panthers on my team, but I've also got other people on my team, you know, team, people from other teams. And I'm finding myself, when I'm watching the Panthers, I'm actually pulling against them because my players on my team is on the other side. Right. And it's a conf- conflict of interest. What this app does is instead of picking players, you pick teams. See, John, you can sit and watch the Gators play and be engaged in the game while you're watching. Obviously, we're engaged in the game. But they'll, they'll send you questions. Like, and it'll pop up like here in the commercials. All right? <laughs> different times of the game. And, and they'll let you know, okay, how many yards, the over-under, how many yards will uh, Luke Del Rio throw uh, passing uh, today? You know, 250, over or under. And you, you do the, the uh, thumbs up or thumbs down. Um, 
you are engaged with questions and uh, maybe some trivia and it really the things that and what happens is if you're correct on these things the app will give you coins and these coins you can use to, to buy things to to, uh, to really trick out you know, your team according to your profile with the app the app is free now if you decide you really want to get into it um, you, you can you can you can do that uh, in a monetary way but that's on you I just want you to, to love another app and really engage yourself in this. So uh, the other thing, as I said, I said the fantasy sport. The other thing that's going to get rid of, it's going to get rid of gambling, John. This I know, and that's gambling. going to hit that. Oh, man. It's going to get rid of no. gambling. No more gambling. There won't be a need in it because you'll get to do it for free. For free. Because now this does get you a little further into it. If you make um, – I think what happens is if you buy coins to be able to do more things with it, uh, I think that gets it. But you need to look at that yourself. I'm not trying to tell anything. I'm just telling you the app is free. Get into it and think what, what you think. But but it takes away the need for gambling because you are so clued into your team and making making comments and interjecting to this. And this isn't just football. This is all sports. This is college. This is pro. Um, Sean Alexander, Michael Jordan, and others um, had a vision and they are the the ground floor of this and so it's not out yet it will be out next month and they're saying this will destroy pokemon go and candy crush because there are 90 percent of, of the world 90 percent of the world either love or like sports and right this is the app for them yes very much so like and that. that's the thing paul i love what you were saying all that number one from our christian perspective of trying to you know take the gambling aspects aspect out of it but also Mm -hmm. of sitting here and building i mean we just talked about relation i'm on a fantasy football league like you are with everybody Mm -hmm. still in calhoun and i still Mm -hmm. have this we've been doing this for our third year now of doing it and we love it we trash talk each other a little bit especially during the draft and they always give me a hard thing about tebow but it's keeping those relationships built and open and this is just another way to help do it and especially when you talk about youth groups i mean i think that's if I remember right, the kids, you kind of got to get permission to do it. But that would be such a wonderful way to help. And it doesn't reach everybody, but it will at least reach some things. Right. And exactly. it could be a great, great aspect. And it would also help tie over generational gaps in your church, I believe, especially if you take uh, the older men, the, the older people, uh, I shouldn't say just men, but the older, older adults, and you're tying them in with teenagers. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, I mean, I would much rather, I would much rather, nothing to get Pokemon Go, whatever, but, you know, we've heard the stories, you know. We've heard the yeah. stories of uh, terrible things that occurred because someone tried to find a location or this or that. Guess what? You can go to a sporting event. You can sit in your home, uh, the safety of your home, and interact with other people and go up against other people in, in, uh, with, with this app. So this isn't just a you and the app thing. You, it's Correct. like an online virtual reality experience on your phone or your or tablet. Absolutely. And and I think, Paul, what you've stumbled across, you know, we'll try it out here. It's going to be a little fun. I'm sure we'll talk about it. But, you know, especially even some of the stuff that we're doing, you know, when we do on our second half of the show, when we get into some of the college football and talk about some of the games, some of the things that have taken place, you know, some of the things we've talked about on our show is perfect right there and kind of interact with people and, and um answer these questions, and then next week we come on the show, I mean, we'll either act like we're really smart or really just completely dumb. 
Yeah, if it's stupid, you know, we'll let you know. But, um, yes. well, yeah, the, the, every week we'll go back and give you a little update on what's going on with the app and how it works and everything. But um, it really, really is cool. Um, and the best part about will... it, it is free. It's free. Yeah, it's free. And unless um, you wanted to start getting into something bigger. Yeah, I paid 30 bucks. I'm in. Um, I paid $9 a month, but that's to, that's to have a, a few extra tweaks into it and get into it deeper. Uh, but that's it. You know, I don't pay that thirty dollars ever again. It's just nine dollars a month, and um, but but it is free. You don't have to get into that if you don't want to, and we're not asking you to. We're just saying it's there. And um, as we get further into the year, that's we give you more information how it goes. Uh, the launch is going to be um, <clears throat> next month, so really, really excited about this, and look forward to giving you more information on it. Absolutely. Well, speaking of sports, let's, let's talk a little about it, uh, John. Um, did you check awesome. out um, Davo Sweeney's um, news conference this past week? Um, I sure did, or at least one segment of it. Yeah, that man can preach. Brother is, is, is preaching. He's been he's actually been here locally um, for a kickoff classic thing, and they were talking about it um, and him bringing him in to to speak. And you know what? Really, 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 really good. Loved everything they had to say. If you have not seen it, go check it up. It's on YouTube, Twitter, everywhere has got it going. Um, so please, please check it out. Yeah. Um, I hate for every every week to be, go back to the Kaepernick thing, but um, I did hear something kind of funny um, on the radio coming over here. Between my last appointment, coming over here, I was on the radio, they were talking about how the uh, Navy's playing for due, and they're, they're favored by six. And they <laughs> said, I can tell you one thing. That's one game, and you guarantee that team won't be on the knee. <laughs> they're going to stand no, tall. No, probably not. Pretty funny. Well, John, I got I got four games for you. I got four games okay. I'll throw out here, and um and we'll go sort of in um reverse order. You know, some teams are playing patty cakes, cupcakes, um as they have been all year long, but uh, we won't go there. Um, I'll get into the SEC play who, who um, a little more in the future. <laughs> But we have we play, Notre Dame I, I, and Michigan just, I State. I remember that we played an SEC team this past week. Again, it's still a cupcake. Uh-huh. <laughs> let's talk about Kentucky. Hey, let's talk about Mark Stoops, seriously, just for a second. Um, is he sitting on a hot seat? Is there a chance that those Kentucky Wildcats, does the Kentucky Nation, do they understand what a hot seat in football even is? Well, I, let me say this. At somebody – I was just looking at something. I can't remember what I was looking at because right now this medicine's really kicking in. I really can't think straight. <laughs> I'm perfectly honest with you. I'm trying to. It's taking a lot. While you're but, trying to put it together, uh, if you don't mind, let's bring in Brett Thomas. He's, he's been on the line. Okay. He's, um, he's listening in and, and you're, of course, things struggling under the influence of whatever it is you took. Uh, and hopefully it'll make you all better. Uh, so, uh, so, Brett Thomas, welcome to the podcast. What's going on? How y'all doing? Doing good, Brett. How really are you well. Doing? Good to hear. John's doing okay. I, I am. I am. I'm. I'm awake for now. <laughs> <laughs> so, Brett, I heard you also got some uh, exciting news too coming out lately. Well, yeah, yeah. It's, it's kind of bittersweet, but it's good. Uh, my wife and I, my family, are moving to. New Brockton, Alabama, uh, next enterprise. I'll be working at the uh, College Avenue Church of Christ as the, the associate minister. Um, moving October 1st. 
Well, cool. And we're, we're just happy for you and proud for you and everything. I know you're going to hate leaving, leaving down around the beach, but uh, you're going to the Bow Weevil Capital, Capital and can uh, spend some time down in there. Our good friend, uh, um, man, I can't even remember his name now. <laughs> Paul, this medicine is terrible. Um, I'm sorry. Uh, Brendan <laughs> Chance was down there for you. I don't years. even know what you're going to say. Our good friend Brendan Chance was down there at Enterprise for, for many oh, years. And, and so we're glad you're down there and, and excited for you, brother. Yeah, we're looking, looking forward to it. Uh, it we, we love it here in Spanish Fort, love the church here. Uh, it's, um, we're going to be really sad. I think I've encouraged the whole church just to uh, pack up and move with me. Um, <laughs> we'll, we'll be down at Enterprise actually tomorrow with volleyball, so there you go. Oh, good, good. Which which uh, team are y'all playing? Enterprise. That's the tournament Enterprise is hosting down there, and so ACA is going down for it. Well, I hope I, I wish the best for ACA. Yes, we shall see. But but uh, so, what have you been thinking about this college football season as it's been going a little crazy so far? Um, I, I think Alabama's got probably the best, the most talented team I think I've seen in my lifetime. Um, oh, don't don't kiss up. <laughs> Man. That is something of a true bammer, and I love it. I do love it. I do because I am too. Oh, that's my so goodness. funny. Red, <laughs> <laughs> have you been watching the same Alabama I've been watching the past couple of weeks? Yeah, man, I, and I, I'm I'm pumped about a, a true freshman starting at quarterback, making yeah, my, making me happy. Yeah, playing those cupcakes. Playing, uh, yeah, that, I mean. Yeah. The cupcake of USC, the juggernaut. Western Kentucky was tough. <laughs> cupcake we started with. <laughs> no, it, oh, it's, it's going to be an interesting season. I, I think uh, I'm expecting big things out of Texas. I think they're going to surprise the folks. Um, I think uh, Ohio State is going to pro- be proven to be overrated this week. I agree uh, with you on that. O- Oklahoma, mm-hmm. of course, Oklahoma's back against the wall. They have to, they have to win out to have a shot at the postseason at all. Um, I mean, that losing the, losing the Houston off of that hurt them bad. If they were to lose to Oklahoma to Ohio State uh, right after losing to, to to Houston, Oklahoma season's pretty much done. Um, and if they were to somehow win the Big Twelve, then that would probably eliminate the Big Twelve from the from the playoffs. But um, I was amazed at the the early slate of games. It's it's I don't think I've ever seen it as many meaningful games early on. As we've had so far. Oh, I agree. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, week one, week one was a big deal. Week two is kind of a downer. But um, but now I think we're back, and we got four games here, Brett. We'd like to get you to um, weigh in on and um, get y'all's thoughts. And let's start with um, what's going to happen uh, between the Michigan State Sparty going up against uh, Notre Dame Fighting Irish. What do you think? Oh, I like I like Sparty. Um, I think Notre Dame is for two decades has been overrated. Uh, and mm-hmm. uh, I've always been. A, I'm a Michigan State. I'm a, I'm a fan of Michigan State. They're probably my big, my favorite Big Ten team. Uh, okay. I'm going to party on that one. John, John, that's that's going to be interesting because they are picking Notre Dame by eight right now. Um, so that, that'll be so that makes game. Yeah. Yes. Um, so you like Notre Dame on that one? Who me? Yeah. No, I'm actually going to go with Brett, and I'm going to side with him with Michigan State on this one. Um, I think Notre Dame, I, I agree. Every time people see their name, they're like, 
oh, they've got to be a top five team, and then they end up flubbing, and they're not. So um, I agree. I, I actually agree with um, with Brett there, and I really think what you see with Michigan State, Michigan, Ohio State, and even though I do believe Ohio State is overrated, as Brett said, uh, you see you see a change, a turn happening in the big in the Big Ten, and you're starting to get more consistent teams like this. And I think I think Michigan State's going to take it. Okay, here's the deal. Um, why is it that people aren't getting the Michigan State any love? Because if my memory serves correct, they were a semifinalist in the college football playoff last year. What happened? Yep. I think you have I think you have the sexies up there with Ohio State, and I think you have the sexy up there of, of Michigan with um, what's his face um, being loud and obnoxious, and and it's Michigan. And I think Michigan State is the younger um, younger sibling, you know, that's not getting any love. Hmm. Um, let's see. Michigan has played Hawaii, and who else? I understand that. I agree, but I also gave them some love with it. And it's just – there are even people are giving Wisconsin. I mean, look, Wisconsin jumped all the way up to number nine yeah, because of its, well, it, it's win over, overrated LSU. Yeah. Huh. Well, I just um, – Just my my professional opinion, Paul. Yeah. No, I, I like it. Yeah, I like it. Uh, we're playing Colorado this week. So we'll see what happens with Michigan on that. Um, <clears throat> okay, I, I agree. I, I think um, – I think uh, – Michigan State wins this game. Um, I think um, Notre Dame hasn't recovered yet after that um, loss to Texas, so we'll see what happens on that one. Uh, in Louisville, Louisville hosting um, Florida State Seminoles. Ooh. John has, a, has, a, has an opinion on this one. Um, of course I do. <laughs> here's the deal. Florida State and Clemson have been the ACC heavyweights for the past few years, and here's, here's Louisville trying to make their way back in. Is this the game where Louisville makes a statement? Brett, what do you think? No, I think Florida State's one of the best teams in the country. I think they're going to pound Louisville. Woo! Okay. Yep. I like Louisville. Oh, I love yeah. the It's fantastic. Um, yeah. Uh, but Florida State's a different, different class of football. Yeah, I agree. I would say this is the Heisman game for Lamar Jackson. Yeah, this is the Heisman game for everything that's been saying. And, and, and let's say, man, he's an unreal athlete. He makes some unbelievable moves and, and thing plays that he does. This is his game. Hey, John, I'm going to mention, mention one thing to you from two years ago. Kenny Hill, TCU. He was at yep. A&M two years ago. Remember, he had a very yep. similar season. And I think Lamar Jackson, although a great athlete, grew up watching him. I think he's in the same route this year. I agree with you, and this is where the thing is going to come down to, and I think Florida State, of course, has the key on him. He is, a, he is so far in this year, he's, he's a pretty decent passer, and, and I told Paul and I talked about this in our first week when we were talking about Ole Miss and Florida State that uh, I'm, not, I'm not impressed with Florida State's secondary still. I mean, even last year I wasn't, and if they had somebody yeah, to take true. their time and throw it, and that's what you had with Chad Kelly. And if they key on him trying to stop the run, and if Lamar Jackson can throw like his statistics are showing so far, that's going to spell an unbelievable challenge to the Florida State defense. And this is also you're stepping into this freshman's first time of going in here and, and stepping into Louisville. Now, I know he did, he did Ole Miss, 
but now he's getting ready to go into uh, you know a environment. Let, let's face it, when they're playing Ole Miss, that's a, basically a home game in Orlando. Uh, now they're going up to Louisville, where they're going to get crazy. Um, even though it's it's a noon kickoff Eastern time, um, I think it'll be interesting. Yeah, I, I, I'm with you. I think um, <clears throat> this would be a breakout game for Louisville uh, if they could make it happen. Um, and I do agree with you about the corners and safeties for FSU. But um, I think Francois is just he's on a he's on a roll, and um, I think he and Dalvin Cook are going to make they're going to show them who the men are, who the boys are. I really do. So, um, I'll pick anyway. Louisville in this game, Paul, just to be different. Okay. Yeah. Sounds good. I and think you would. Drug talking, too. That could be the drug talking. Nothing up, no doubt about that. Okay. Uh, in um, Boomer Sumer Town. Okay. Boomer Center Town. Oklahoma hosting the Ohio State, because there's not but one. Anyway, uh, the Ohio State Buckeyes. There's only one Ohio State Buckeyes, so I guess that's why they call them this. Um, Brett, who do you like? Uh, well, I, I like Ohio. I like Oklahoma. Um, who, who's favored in that game? Um, as of right now, Ohio State by one and a half. Yeah, I got it. <laughs> I've, I've heard people say this week is the the week to beware of the uh, home the home underdog. Um, and uh, you know, <laughs> hoping that's not the case for a couple of games. But with this yeah, particular. For real. <laughs> <laughs> There's too much on the line for Oklahoma. It really is. Do you think the Sooners take this one? Yeah, I think Oklahoma does it. Big game bar. Right. I, I agree. Gone. I agree with you. I agree completely with you, Brett. I think if Oklahoma has any chance of getting back in, they have to be at Ohio State. I do think Ohio State is overrated. Um, as I stated, with I agreed with Brett with that, and I also I told you that after the first week of the season, I thought that they were even though they're putting up 70 points on Brothers of the Union high school team. Um, <laughs> I, but I do think Oklahoma wants to come back and make a, make a statement after the Houston loss. And yeah. this is really going to be their chance to do that. If not, they're done for the season. This is a tough one for me to pick because I really – I really – I can't believe I'm saying this. I really hope Ohio State uh, is better than Michigan uh, for different reasons. Um, and I think for that to, them to have a shot at that, I've got to I've got to hope for the Ohio State that guys actually win this game. Um, but I like that quarterback for Oklahoma. I think um, I think they have that going on um, uh, at home. I guess I, you got to give Oklahoma the edge here because you know I think Ohio State can recover from a loss. Uh, Oklahoma yeah. can't recover from two, so we'll go with yeah, that, I, Oklahoma on that one. And I think Tyler will like us. Yeah, he would. He would. Uh, by the way, Tyler Brassfield um, is, I believe, still in line this morning. No, he may not be done by now. Uh, he was in line for his iPhone today. He waited in line all day long and uh, all morning. He got there at 5 a.m. Um, uh, to get his, his cell phone, his iPhone 7 Plus. Uh, he walked up to the, co- the counter and said, I'd like to get my 7 Plus. They said, I'm sorry, we only have 7s. We don't have pluses. So, wow. Um, he waited all that time for absolutely nothing. So, Wow. Sorry, Tyler. Hopefully you'll get a win for your team tomorrow, and that'll make up for um, that uh, six-hour standing line for nothing today. So, yeah. Oh, no. I know. It's terrible. I hate that. I've been there. I understand what's going on. Well, not never enough, but, you know, whatever. All right. Uh, last game to talk about. Um, kind of a big, big game in the SEC, a big game in the national picture. 
And um, and Brett, I'm, I'm going to ask you if you will uh, check your phone. If it's on speaker, you're not being heard very well. Uh, so I'd like for them to hear your conversation on this because we're about to talk about Alabama and Ole Miss. Um, Coach Nick Saban, all they were talking about this week was the tirade on the sideline. But um, just today he announced that um, that Jalen Hurts would be the starter, and he is compelling the offense to to get around that quarterback and to support him. So he is the man, and um, and I, I want to know. Here, here's my thing. I think this is a. I, I'm going to say this first of all, then I'll get into the off picks. Um, I think Jalen Hurts wants to run that ball, and I think that Saban doesn't want him to. And that is making him uncomfortable in that pocket um, because I don't think he's a pocket passer. I think he's having to learn how to be. But I wish there's a way to find that happy medium. You know, it took Cam Newton five years in the NFL to figure out what that happy medium was. I wish that Jalen Hurts could find that because I love that, that game against USC when he had a couple of scampers there in the end zone. I enjoyed that to run it and throw it. I think it's a big deal um, on this. But they're going to the Grove, Brett. What do you think is going to happen here? Uh, Alabama plays well on the road. Um, we don't we don't lose too often on the road. The uh, the whole quarterback deal. Uh, I hope you can hear me. Can you not hear me better now? No, it's not the same. That's okay. Okay, sorry. Uh, it's okay. Um, I like Alabama on the road. Um, I think with this quarterback deal, I think Saban was the last person to get on the Hurts bandwagon. I think the offense is already around him. I think the offense is ready for him to be named the starter. They look like a different yeah. offense than he's on the field. So, um, I, I I think it's a great move. I know I think Saban's hesitant because that hasn't been his way to have a freshman quarterback, um, at least out of Alabama. Um, but you know, with Jalen Hurts, I I tell, I say just turn him loose, just let him play, let him be himself. Um, yeah, you're right. It took it took uh, Cam Newton five years in the NFL to. Um, to, to come into his own like a quarterback and as a as a rusher. However, this isn't the NFL, uh, and and this is the SEC. And as good as the SEC is, I don't think it's as good as the NFL. So a player like Jalen Hurts, just let him be himself and let him go out and do what he does, uh, and and make plays. Um, I think we beat I think we beat Ole Miss in a close one. Um, my prediction is twenty two to twenty. I think. Um, I think I think Ole Miss scores the last play of the game and and fails at two point conversion. Uh, I think our defense comes out and wins it uh, at the end. Um, so that's what that I, is what extremely specific. Yes, it is. It is. Um, the score may be wrong, but I think I think the whole point behind that specific, uh, prediction is that uh, the whole point is the defense is going to win it for us in the end. I think the defense is going to oh, yeah. hold on to the win. Um, I hope it ends up being like 41-14 or something, but I, I don't think it's going to happen. Uh, Ole Miss is uh, good. Um, they, they are they are a hometown underdog. I'm not, not excited about that. Um, but uh, I do like Alabama on the road. Alabama is a very good road team. Mm-hmm. Good deal. John, what do you think? Well, I, I'm not far from where Brett is. Um, yeah, Ole Miss is down 11 going home um i will say that the over under that the experts are picking are at 54 and a half points if if this is not a gambling sports show but if you were to want to play a friendly game of trying to pick your out uh, if it's over under i say you pick the under in this game i agree with brett i think it's i think it's like a 2017 type of game um 
I think Alabama, Alabama's defense is a little different this year, and especially up front where it's a lot of speed guys, especially to handle these more spread offenses. And I think they're going to wear Chad Kelly out. This is not Florida State secondary. I don't think he's going to be able to have the ultimate success that um, they had. But I also think Jalen Hurts sitting here and doing this, um, not sure. Um, will he have the same, uh, you know, uh, if he gets in one of those zones, like even Francois did against Ole Miss with Florida State's first game, then he could have a big game. Um, and I think he wants – I think Saban wants him in the pocket for this game because of probably what happened – with um, Florida State and Ole Miss in that game. Um, it, it'll be interesting. I just think that um, – um, I, I think it's going to be a close game. I think it's going to come down. It's going to be a uh, – um, I, I cannot remember names. Adam Griffiths um, kick probably from since, – since Brett got so specific, I'll get specific. It's going to be an Adam Griffiths 54-yard field goal that's going to win it for Alabama. Oh, no. I like it. I like it. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> uh, Adam Griffith makes me so – he scares me so much. Um, he's been really good at 36-yard field goal. Huh? It makes me sad. I'm sorry, what? He's been really good since game four of last year. He missed a 36-yarder uh, last week. Oh, yeah, that happens. <laughs> All right. Well, I think this game is going to be one in the trenches. Um, I think it really is between both teams' offensive line. Um, will Alabama's finally get it together? Uh, is Bozeman prepared to lead that line? Um, can they block in the right scheme in the right direction? Uh, if you've watched film, you'll see whether he has not. And so hopefully he is. Um, they're on board. I know they've practiced it up. Uh, so, number one, Alabama's offensive line has to protect Jalen Hurts. If they do that, and if our defense can penetrate um, uh, Ole Miss's offensive line, I think that Alabama has the ability to absolutely blow them away because our defense, as fat, and John mentioned it, it, it's more fast than big, but it still gets to them. And I know that they only played um, Western Kentucky and USC, but – I still think they've shown a lot of talent there, and and look at look at the past two years when Ole Miss beat Alabama, it's because they win the uh, the turnover battle. So protect the ball, play your spots, and they should be just fine. Now, hey, if they don't completely to... annihilate, if they don't completely annihilate, I'm with you on kind of a 25-17 kind of look. I don't think that that um, that the spread will be covered uh, this week by Alabama. So. Well, the, the Western Kentucky thing, that keeps coming up. I know that Alabama's only played West Kentucky, but I'm telling you, Western Kentucky, they went 12-2 and two last year, won the Conference USA, and they're a team of juniors and seniors. The win over Western Kentucky for Alabama is much more impressive to me than the one over USC. USC is a catch Yeah, but Brett, wow. you got to look at who Western Kentucky plays. They, they don't play Michigan. You know, they don't play um, I guess SEC. That. They don't play – I understand that, but they're they're still. I mean, you won, they won twelve ball games. I don't care who you play; twelve ball games is hard to win. And you heard it here first. Brent has started taking my medicine. Yeah, I'm no doubt about it. Fantastic. Come on now. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I hope you're right. I hope you're right. 
Kentucky the rest of the season. They may rip off an 11 and 1 season. I don't know. I think they have a couple of SEC teams left on the schedule there. But Western Kentucky. Yeah, but they're, they're. Well, okay. It's Conference USA. <laughs> I just have a hard time. Uh, I get what you're saying. I hope you're right. I hope it works out. I do. But now well, I think that, Matt, what's that the biggest? What's the biggest shock to you so far this year? The biggest shock for me? How bad the quarterback play is. Why can they not commit to Sean White and just let him have it? I don't know. Well, they seem to got together this past week. Yeah, but Arkansas State. But yeah, I mean, you're right. Hey, I was just I was just hyping up a cupcake myself. So. Um, <laughs> hey, in Arkansas State in Conference USA. I don't. I don't know what conference they're in. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> well, hey, while we're talking about it, how do you think um, Auburn will do at home against uh, Texas A&M? Uh, I got. I actually. Um, I am on the verge. I can't on my on my uh, college pick'em group. I can't decide if I want to pick them or not. I think Auburn is pretty good. I think their defense is fantastic. Their yeah, defense yeah, is, is championship caliber. Sure. Um, if they honestly, if they had a quarterback, and and, they, and Sean White may end up being a man. He, who knows? He may win the Heisman Trophy. Um, but I don't. I don't think he will. But the uh, the Auburn team could be very good. They could be. They could be very good if they can figure out their offense. Um, I don't know. This week, I think for Texas A&M and for Auburn, this is a huge week. I think the winner from here uh, catapults into into a good season. I think the loser is going to probably end up looking for a coach next season. Um, but I I, I think I'm going to stick with A&M. I think they're very good. Uh, the win over UCLA is impressive. Um, but Auburn, I, I'm not, I'm still not sure about Auburn. I don't know. Well, let's stay in the SEC and let's get the conversation going. We got some some Tennessee folks in our chat room, so let's give them a little bit of love. Um, they're two and zero. They're going. They're going. They're hosting Big Bad Ohio, um, not State, but Ohio University. So, do you think uh, Eric Dobbs and company um, bounces back and shows impression uh, being impressive this week against uh, against Ohio? When's the last time Tennessee was impressive? Now, now, you know. Oh, now I have to give Tennessee that that second half. Once they finally started getting rolling there last week against Virginia Tech, they look like the team that we've all that everybody has expected them to be. That's true. That's true. And I don't understand. I guess I guess Butch uh, Jones, man, he can halftime. He can change it up and coach it up because, um, yeah, it was a di- two different teams playing last week. Uh, yeah, first half was tough. But. I'm just not a believer in Tennessee yet. I, I'm. Of course, it doesn't help that I really don't like them, but uh, I, I don't. I just I can't. I, I'm kind of I kind of laugh at the fans because every year it's Tennessee year. This is our year. This is our year, and it's like the Atlanta Braves. They never have a year, but every year is their year. And I, I don't. I, I'm. I don't know. I I think they've been looking for another coach in a couple seasons. Well, I'll tell you right now, you can't compare Tennessee to Alabama to the Braves because Tennessee is over 500. So. So there's that. Well, we will, we will find out about Tennessee next week. We will. Oh, that's right. That's right. Uh, let's see. Is that going to be in Knoxville? Yeah, it's in Knoxville this year. But you Gators are going to Knoxville. Hey, I love Florida. You know how I feel about Florida. I was on their bandwagon last year, and I, I, I told you at the beginning of the season, Jim uh, McElwain's going to take them to the SC championship game. And I, I'm, I'm going to call it again this year that Florida gets back to Atlanta. Um, I think I, I, I would agree with you. They're, they're <laughs> of course, yeah. I would agree with you. Is this a drug talking? <laughs> uh, you still got Chubb you got to deal with over at, uh, in Athens. 
But uh, I tell you what, yeah. next week we'll bring in um, a, a, a Vol fan if, if she'll join us. Uh, Sarah Carter's in the on the on the call right now, um, and um, I know she's enjoying this um, this uh, UT discussion. But uh, just know that um, uh, we believe in UT this week against Ohio. We definitely do. So, um, so uh, Sarah. In the words of Steve Spurrier, you can't spell citrus without UT. <laughs> okay. Thank you, John. Um, uh, if you want those meds, uh, you need to go take a nap. And um, have, have a great rest of the day. <laughs> hey, Brett, thanks for joining us yeah. today. Appreciate it, man. Hey, thanks for letting me. Good luck, for the, good luck in the transition, and uh, God bless. And... Um, Good luck in your work there. I'm glad you'll be coming a little bit closer to us here in the central part of the state. John, um, that's our show for today. We talked about relational ministry. We introduced the new app by United Games. Excited about that. Talked about some college football. Made some picks. You got any parting words before we get out of here? Parting words. I'm having trouble just to say parting words right now, Paul, so probably not. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, uh, as I said, Tara is in the chat room, and I, and I want you to know that we were we, we very respectful, and uh, we would love for you to tell your side of the story um, next week. We need to get uh, both Tara and John uh, talking about um, the, the Gator Vol matchup next week. Look forward to that. Um, and to everybody else this weekend, I hope your team wins, um, unless if they're all Miss. Sorry. Um, have a great weekend. God bless and we love you. Be good. It is Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.